You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's expand the conversation, Bring in Matt Miller from Bleacher Report. Matt, thanks for taking the time. I follow you on Twitter. Our listeners should as well. At NFL Draft Scout, I liked your tweet yesterday, which read, unpopular tweet below, I like Sam Darnold, I like Josh Rosen, I like Josh Allen, I like Baker Mayfield. All four have strengths, all four have weaknesses. We don't have to go to war over our guy. Has the draft, as much as we love it, and it's all-encompassing for you, become the ultimate land of hot takes because it feels like we put one candidate up and tear somebody else down in the process? Yeah, I think so. It's it's become this thing, guys, where you can't like one prospect and another. And I, I went on in that rant. So, you know, it's, it's almost become like politics where it's like you're I'm on one side and you're on the other and there's no middle ground. And we have to hate each other because we might disagree. So it, it's become this thing where – you like if if Cordell likes Josh Rosen, but I like Sam Darnold, we 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 can't be friends and we can't be respectful toward each other. And it, it maybe it's more so on on Twitter than everything else, but it is it's frustrating. It makes it tough to you know to look at things and try to look, point out the the strengths of a player because the way I was taught to evaluate a prospect was you know to look at strengths. What can he do? And then try to put him in a support system to do those things. I I think it makes it tougher when it is so hot takey. Matt, when you when you when you mention the strengths of the player, does it also involve the team? I, I know they're going to the National Football League and they're going to get paid, and they have to do what the team says. But do you feel sometimes these teams are stretching, or they don't even have the coaching staff? Because if you look at Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson, the Rams moved up to grab Goff, Philly moved up to grab Wentz. Uh, you have Mahomes, the Chiefs move up on it and the Houston Texans move up on these guys, which means these teams were somewhat in the middle of the pack. But when you think about the teams that are the top five teams, like Cleveland, Giants, Cleveland again, Denver, as well as the Jets, because we know Indy won't take a quarterback, do you think it's fair to say these kids won't be good or or these kids may have a tough time growing because these teams are really just that bad and may put too much pressure on them to be like the kids that I just mentioned in the other places where they were much better teams? Yeah, no, I think a lot of it is situation, you know, and, and if you're if you're Dak Prescott and you get drafted by the Browns instead of the Cowboys, how good are you? Or Carson Wentz, if you're drafted at number two, if the Browns keep that pick and draft you, what's your story right now? So I, I do think that that's something we have to take into account. And I've, I've, all, I've said for years now, I wish that it, there was time to, after the draft, almost re-rank these guys based on situation because – Last year, we would have all said, Pat Mahomes to Kansas City is the best possible fit for him because he's not going to have to play right away. and He's going to be developed by Andy Reid and Matt Nagy and all the guys they have there in that staff. It's an ideal situation. If Pat Mahomes had gone somewhere where he would have had to play right away, I think we would be talking about a guy we're very disappointed in. People might already be calling him a bust like they did Jared Goff after one year. So, so much of especially with quarterbacks, so much of it is, is situation, environment, the coaching staff, if you have a coach who's willing to take a guy like Lamar Jackson and play to his strength instead of saying, all right, man, you're gonna, it's going to be a five-step drop from under center and you're going to have to you know, make four reads and, and play from within the pocket. It's a lot different if you can get these guys drafted into spots that are, are going to just play to those great traits that they bring to the table and try to develop them along the way. Getting you set for the draft for the Combine coming up in a couple of weeks with Matt Miller from Bleach Report. Matt, I went to grad school at USC. That's not important other than I'm based in Southern California. Watch USC play closely. So I saw Darnold's complete body of work. 
I like him. I don't love him. And it feels like we focus on flaws. So if I say Darnold, the quick reaction is going to be way too many turnovers. How many of those picks and lost fumbles were on him? And what's the upside? What are the positives that we're not talking enough about? Yeah, I, I think his toughness. People are going to point to turnovers. I feel like context is so important. How many of those, like you said, were on a receiver run in the wrong route or on a dropped pass? Um, it, you know, even some of those plays where I think he likes to play a little hero ball, how much of that was on the offensive line not holding up their protection? And and so you try to evaluate with context and, and say, okay, if, if we can give him a good offensive line, this isn't a problem. And and so the strengths there, I think, are toughness, poise, and just incredible amount of times that USC would get to the fourth quarter and go, oh, crap, we're losing. Sam, go save us. And they would open up the playbook, and he would make these miraculous drives. I'm a Texas fan. I saw it firsthand when you guys played us this year. So it, it, I think those are the things that you like, you know, that he, he can extend with his legs, but he's not someone that's going to expose himself to big shots as a runner. Uh, I, I think he has really good touch accuracy. And, you know, it's kind of like Deshaun Watson was in that when the game starts to get crazy, I think he just calms down a little bit. And, like, the more you hit him, the better he gets. You know, if you're going to hit him a couple times in the pocket – it's not going to throw him off his game. He's not going to get scared. And that's that's one thing that I love about him that it's such a cliche, but you really can't coach those types of things. You mentioned a runner, uh, Matt. Last year was the, was the year for the backs. I mean, you had uh, Joe Mixon, who was a question mark because of some of the off-the-field issues he's had there at Oklahoma. And he ended up going in the second round still. But you had Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, and Kareem Hunt, for sure, who were, who were stunning uh, this past season. You know, the league is a copycat league. What do you think happens to uh, Saquon Barkley with his opportunity? Because he's not just a returner. He's about as good as he can get as a back coming out of the backfield, catching and running the ball. He really is. I, I think he's the best back that I've evaluated. And, and I would think that it is a copycat league, and everybody wants that, that guy that could do it all. And I think Saquon's a lot like Ezekiel Elliott was without any off-field issues. You know, there are no concerns with this guy at all. And, and you know, so the, the type of skill set he brings – as a runner, he's 230 pounds. He's probably going to run in the four threes. He catches the ball. He scored on kick returns. It was every time he had the ball, you felt like something electric could really happen. So I think he'll be a top five or six pick. You know, we got to see what happens with these quarterbacks. If there's a run on them, what happens in free agency? But he is one of, if not the best player in this class. And and it being a copycat league, someone like Sony Michelle from Georgia, who I think has some Alvin Kamara type traits, especially as a receiver and as an outside runner it could really elevate his stock. And and same goes for someone like Ronald Jones from USC, who is a, another great athlete with speed when he gets out in, in space. He can make big things happen. So players like that become a little more in vogue. But to be a runner in the NFL now, you got to be able to do it all. You have to be able to run, catch, and block. And, and this year we've got a lot of guys that can do all three and do them really well. Talking NFL draft with Matt Miller from Bleach Report. Matt, how about Josh Rosen of UCLA? Positives play in the pro-style offense, big arm, bright young man. The negative is I think a lot of teams don't want to deal with what's perceived to be a very strong personality. Yeah, I mean, you you said it. If, if you're just watching the film, Josh, Rosen's beautiful. I mean, the, the way he plays from within the pocket is prototypical. It's exactly how we all draw it up. It's how you coach kids to do it. I, I think, like you said, there's going to be a, a wide range of opinions on him because he's opinionated. And you know, I, I've said before, if you're Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, who's also the ambassador to the U.K. right now, 
probably not drafting a quarterback who wore an F Trump hat <laughs> to a golf course owned by Trump. It, it just doesn't go real well, right? So I, I think that's part of the thing that you have to get over. And, and you guys know well, and Cordell knows real well, that you know teams want a guy to be smart, to, to be football smart. But they also want you to love football, first and foremost, maybe more than your family at times. Uh, but they want you to have that family that you're going home to and not getting in trouble off the field. So I, I think that's, you know, the thing like Rosen, it's not like the kid's been arrested. You know, he wasn't tackled by a cop on camera like Baker Mayfield. He's, he's not gotten in trouble off the field. He's just opinionated. Uh, but as one, uh, as one scout said to me this year, you know, if you're, if you're two and 10 and your quarterback's tweeting about the president, it's not a very good day for your organization. That's just not attention that you need. So I, I think that is something people have to figure out. There are some holes to his game too. He's also, you know, he's a narrow-framed quarterback that's been hurt every year, and I think at times he gets kind of stuck in the mud in the pocket and doesn't move his feet well. Everything needs to be on schedule for it to work for him. But when it's right, he's able to make some beautiful throws. And as the president says, that's big league, and he has to stop doing that quickly, as he would say sometimes <laughs> through some of his speeches that he give. But give me your take on Baker Mayfield. You mentioned Baker Mayfield and and some of the issues he's run into, but yet they're still allowing him to go to the draft. Uh, he gave a good speech and, and sounding humbled uh, once he ended up grabbing his Heisman Trophy. Uh, but give me your take, because there are some quarterbacks that aren't as tall, like the, I throw out the future Heisman Trophy winner in Drew Brees, and, and I'll mention a guy who was a journeyman, in Case Keenum, who came in the league and, 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 and didn't get drafted. Then all of a sudden he took his team to the NFC Championship game, and here come this kid right now. He's short. He's not. He's six foot tall. They say diminutive is the word they like to use and from a technical standpoint of being co- politically correct. Give me your take on Baker Mayfield and what he may be able to do in the game. Yeah, I, the Case Keenum comparison is a fun one right now. I, I, I don't think you're very far off with that at all. Okay, they're built similarly. And, and as athletic as Baker is making things happen with his feet, he's actually not that fast. I mean, he's not Russell Wilson in terms of speed. So I think one thing that he has to prove is can he play from the pocket? He did so this year at Oklahoma. Passes weren't getting batted down to the last scrimmage. He was making throws, you know, off his drops. I think that's what's really important for him. He's another guy teams are going to have to have a conversation about. You know, off the field, how do we feel about a guy who's a little fiery? Uh, the, you know, we saw it happen in the Kansas game where he's grabbing his crotch and, and yelling across the field. Um, he also has that chip on his shoulder that you love in a quarterback. It's the same one that Tom Brady has, the same one that Aaron Rodgers has, where he was passed over coming out of high school, uh, walked on to Texas Tech, was passed over there after being the starter, walks on at Oklahoma, ends up winning a Heisman Trophy. So I think in some ways you could look at Baker and say, man, that, that's a dude I don't want to bet against because he's overcome every odd. At the same time, there's like four short quarterbacks in the NFL who are good. You know, and Drew Brees is a special dude in terms of football IQ and, and, and accuracy, and he was at Purdue. And Russell Wilson is a special guy in terms of athleticism. And there's a reason that, you know, he would probably be playing in Major League Baseball right now if it wasn't for his football career. And I don't see either of those traits right now from Baker Mayfield. Let's not say they, they can't be developed, especially the football IQ side of it. But coming out of a spread offense, that's always something that NFL teams are going to worry about. Matt, appreciate the time. I enjoy reading your analysis on Bleach Report. Hope we can chat with you again as we get closer to the draft. Yeah, appreciate it, fellas. Have a great day. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.